Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. I'm telling you folks, this dude, maybe I'll be wrong and I'll have egg all over my face. He's not going to suck. <laughs> it's just, I just don't see it. Now, could he throw some interceptions? Yes, he's probably going to throw interceptions. Uh, is he going to throw more than Rodgers? Yes, he's probably going to throw more than Rodgers. As I've said before, and I'll say it again, I think he's going to be a mix of Brett and Aaron when it comes to to the idea of taking chances uh, and, and trying to maybe force the ball uh, and so forth. So that that's probably going to be the case. But he's shown <laughs> on Saturday and now today on Monday that he can throw the deep ball. In fact, I retweeted a video before I came on to do the podcast at Sparky Radio of him throwing uh, a long pass uh, to uh, our guy who also is having a good day uh, today, uh, Christian Watson, 60-yard touchdown pass. Uh, to Christian uh, Watson, uh, who blew by Enos Gaines, and I'm I'm just I'm telling you, he's throwing sideline passes, he's throwing them down the middle, wherever it is, and he is putting the ball on guys. It's not they're having to reach back to grab the ball, head first diving catch, none of that stuff. It's right hitting these guys in stride and letting them make plays, and that is all you could possibly ask for at this point. And again, I I don't want to sit there and go, hey, look at what the other guy's doing, but Justin Fields. Today, Monday, horrible practice. First string offense, horrible practice. Throwing picks, the whole deal. Not good. Now, is Jordan Love going to have one of those practices maybe at some point? Yeah, he might. I mean, we all forget Aaron Rodgers threw all kinds of interceptions in training camp practices all the time. Intercepted here, intercepted there, and Rodgers, ah, working on stuff, you know, having some fun, seeing what guys will go fight for the ball, da-da-da. Always had a reason, never concerned about it, and the Packer fans would never be concerned about it either because you know when he got into the regular season, he's going to have single-digit interceptions and everything was going to be fine. And right now, Jordan Love is balling, folks. And as Andy Herman pointed out, and again, if you don't follow Andy Herman on Twitter, uh, you should at this point because uh, he is a lot of fun. Uh, to follow on Twitter, especially with these training camp practices. I mean, all of these guys are, are really good at Andy Herman NFL uh, on Twitter. And then his pack a day podcast uh, also very well done. Uh, and they do that every day. But as he pointed out, he's getting better practice in practice out practice in practice out. So he's showing progression and getting stronger uh, as training camp is going on. And from a fan perspective, you got to get excited about that, right? You just have to be excited. Uh, and these wide receivers are all playing pretty well. Romeo Dobbs playing well. Christian Watson had some drops early on last week, uh, and now he's starting to amp it up a little bit here and playing a little bit better, which is good. Jaden Reed, the rookie wide receiver out of Michigan State, he had a ball that 
Andy Herman described as he probably should have had uh, down the sidelines that Jordan Love put a, a ball on him uh, and wasn't able to hold on. But for the most part, he's been playing well too. These guys are all getting tried out as kick returners on top of that. Now, for the record, you could put me down as not wanting Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs as a kick returner. And if you listen to the Wendy's Big Show back in the day with Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler and myself, you know that I am a scaredy cat. Scaredy cat. When it comes to having starters out there on special teams, uh, returning kicks, just don't like it. I didn't like it when when Randall Cobb was out there, if he was a starter, going out there and doing that type of stuff. I, I don't like that type of stuff. I don't want to see Charles Woodson back there uh, if he's the all-pro corner returning kicks. Is he good at it? Yep. Does it scare me to death? Yep. Because as far as I'm concerned, your main job is to be the starting wide receiver. In Christian Watson's case, your main job is to be the number one wide receiver. Right? That, that's what you're supposed to be. And as much as we all care about special teams, and as well as Rich Bisaccia has done with that special teams unit last year, and hopefully they'll get even better this year, but we'll go ahead and talk about the field goal kicker, but we'll get to that momentarily. As much as I care about special teams just like you do, I'm not risking my number one wide receiver on a damn kick return. Now, it's training camp, so messing around, whatever the case may be, don't know. But that, that should not be considered an option at any point. Uh, unless you're like four deep during the season because of injuries, and then you have to put him back there, or maybe this is a in a playoff crack glass and unleash Christian Watson if he's really good at it, fine. Week in, week out, no. Keyshawn Nixon should be doing all this stuff. Punt returns, kick returns, all that should be Keyshawn Nixon. And then find somebody else, I guess, to go along with them. Jaden Reed's going to be your third wide receiver, but he's going to play a lot of snaps, folks. He just is. Samari Toure is having a nice day today here uh, on a Monday, so that's good. Seventh round pick out in Nebraska last year, so happy about that. But I, I'm not trying to risk a number one wide receiver on, on kick returns. So put me down as not being a fan of that. Now, I'm talking about special teams. Let's quickly touch on the field goal kicker, Dylan Carlson. Now, was I excited about the pick? Not necessarily. No, I, I wasn't. Uh, did I understand the pick? Of course, because his brother kicks for the Raiders, and that's where Bisaccia was and has a relationship with his brother and family and has known him since he's been a younger kid. So I, I get it, right? So you're drafting a guy that you believe in, that you helped probably coach along the way with little tips and so forth here, and you've seen kick a bunch uh, as he's been growing up. So I get it. We haven't gotten to a game situation. We've only, you know, had practices where he's missing balls, and that's fine. But I'll tell you the concerning part, just a little concerning. You don't have any competition for the kid? None? I mean, you have competition in camp at punter. This Wheeling kid is doing really well. Now, again, did anybody think he's going to win a punting job coming into camp? Probably not. But don't look now. Early on, he might have a shot at it, okay? Against Pat O'Donnell. So that is interesting, but they brought competition in. Why would you not bring competition in to go against Carlson? The only answer that is the right answer is you don't want him to be in a position to lose the gig. So if I don't bring anybody in that can outkick out him, then he can't lose the job if he's the only kicker in camp. And if Basaccia talked Goody into doing that, then shame on Goody. Shame on you. Dude, come on, man. Man up 
And be like, no, I don't care if you know this kid's family or friends with this kid's family or whatever the case may be. We have competition at every position. And field goal kicker is not going to be any different. They would bring in competition for Mason Crosby. I don't know if Mason Crosby, and I, I'm sure Ryan would and Rob Domoski and those guys would tell me if I'm right or not, Wes Hockowitz. But I don't know if there was ever a camp where Crosby was the only guy. I'm pretty sure pretty much every camp, they had a kicker in camp with Crosby. Now, part of it could be, well, you know, he's getting older. But I, but seriously, even when he was younger, I think they had another field goal kicker in camp with him every year. Maybe I'm misremembering, and if so, I'm sure somebody will correct me. But to me, this is a huge mess here. Like You have to have somebody come in. And you can sit there and say, well, you know, we're going with him no matter what. Okay. But maybe a little pressure by somebody else kicking well, maybe ups his concentration level, maybe ups his game a little bit versus sitting at camp going, well, I mean, yeah, I missed, but they're not even here. I'm not going anywhere. This is my gig, right? Me and Rich, we're boys. That's my job. Not a fan. They should have competition in there. Competition is always good. I don't care what position uh, you're playing. And speaking of competition, Let's talk about that backup quarterback position here just uh, for a little bit. 